Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The smartest guys around are about to break it down. Well, actually, they didn't really win the game at all. Survivor, no way to Gosh, Full we're gonna... Tilt Boogie. Yeah. What if you rename the podcast Full Tilt Boogie? You know what? That would be a, a great name for a Survivor podcast. I have no doubt that in the next two weeks there will be a new Survivor <laughs> podcast. Full Definitely Tilt Definitely a Twitter user will be Full Tilt Boogie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like, you know, like a Survivor slash BB fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Full Tilt, you know, as uh, many fans of the evolution strategy know, uh, that that was a phrase that was Colby Donaldson always wanted to go Full Tilt, but Jeff <sighs> has now co-opted uh, Full Tilt Boogie and made it part of his vernacular quite a bit in the last few seasons. Do you think it was because of the way Colby mimicked Jeff on Top Shot mm-hmm. in his hosting that Jeff kind of like wanted to get back at him for stealing some of his things? He would say, come on in, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Their rivalry continues to this day. Continues to this day. All right. Well, Stephen, 
we got another interesting episode, and I don't want to like jinx it or anything, but we got a little bit of a hot streak here. I don't want to like uh, look. I want to give Survivor its flowers. Three weeks yeah. in a row yeah. where we've had normal votes mm. of the Survivor players who are in the game, all voting for people. And you were very excited about the final eight. Uh, the final, uh, final nine in particular, like the final eight we've gotten all through the new era. So I don't want to take it for granted, but uh, to get a uh, 10, nine, eight uh, with, yeah. a, with, you know, with a seven, six, five, like uh, wow. on the horizon. Like, uh, oh my gosh. I oh mean, my uh, gosh. Pinch me. Pinch wow. me, survivor producers. Uh, yeah. You're doing, look, the flowers, thumbs up. You're doing a great job. Keep up now, this was work. a very fun episode yeah. because- I think on a rewatch that basically every conversation Carson is in, he's lying. Like, mm -hmm. I think if you go back, like there's so many like plans being thrown around in this episode and Carson is in on all of them. And he's like, yes, we're going to split the votes, you know, Jamie or Danny. Yes. We're going to vote out Heidi. And in every single one of them, I think he's lying. Like, yeah. Cause I think he's, it's like Franny from the jump for That's him. very fun. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, we'll be talking it all through uh, here with Steve, the great Stephen Fishback here tonight on Survivor Know-It-Alls. On mm. Thursday, I will have an exit interview with Franny. Looking oh, forward boo. to talking with her. Uh, I hope you're just booing that she got voted out of the game and not booing <laughs> Franny. Your lousy exit interview. Booing yeah, exactly. my hacky <laughs> exit interviews. <laughs> Yeah, And then on Thursday afternoon, what a treat when your friend and mine, Adam Scott Klein, joins mm. us for the Survivor uh, recap uh, this week. So that should be oh, a really fun, fun one. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk with him about uh, everything uh, that he is seeing in And Survivor he's been a part or been a viewer for an epic Survivor showmance, obviously, with Figtails. Sure. So Sure. So you got it. Got a lot of insight into what sure. it is to have a, a showman. Plenty of stuff uh, to recap with Adam, and then please, Zambi Keeley will join me on Monday for the Survivor Feedback Show. In addition to everything we're doing in our Survivor podcast feed. Also, programming note: next week I'm going to be in Toronto for our big live show, sold out in Toronto for Survivor. Uh, we will bring you that podcast, not live, because Stephen is going to be. Live with Dr. Evie Jagoda one week from tonight. Yeah, which I thought was going to be tonight, and I didn't know. Mm -hmm. So I, I came in ready, ready to talk to, to Evie. See me here tonight. <laughs> I was, I was so excited, and then I was like, "Oh, hell, whoa! It's so good to see you." Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, uh, you'll have your chance next week to hold down the fort without me. And then, of course, on Thursday night, one week from tomorrow, we will be live for, for the, that we will be live uh, for that show for the Big Brother Canada finale. Tickets are available for that event if you do want to see us. Even if you don't care about Big Brother, come on out and see us on Thursday night in Toronto, we've got a, a big show planned and some Survivor alumni will be there in attendance as well at robinsonwebsite.com slash Toronto for ticket information for our Thursday night Big Brother Canada finale live show. All right, Stephen, so for Franny here, um, you know, it was uh, quite a ride really for her. She kind of had like two stories this season. She had like the showmance, Franny and Matt story. And then she had like her own solo story in the season. And that was largely focused around her being sort of unexpectedly strong in challenges. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, the strategy, her strategy, you know, she seemed to be a part, right? We had this sort of Soka group and then 
kind of without real clarity, it really fractured. I mean, I, I, that's sort of what it, one of the questions I was so excited to ask Evie. You know, is this <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> I can channel heavy. Yeah, yeah. Is this just like the 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 story of the night for me was Danny targeting Franny mm-hmm. so aggressively. And obviously we'll talk about the Tika three because they're like the big decision makers, right? Mm-hmm. Like with, with Carson um and Jam Jam and Carolyn. But like Danny turning on Franny so aggressively when they're they're in this, you know. For the last few weeks, the story has been this Soka versus Ratu thing. You know, Danny, two weeks ago, which in, in you know, Survivor Time is like four days, two ago. days four days ago, played an idol for Franny to keep her in the game. Um, which PS like that's the kind of person I would want to go to the end with, the person who's only in the game because I saved them. Mm-hmm. Um and then last week doesn't even tell her who they're voting for. So, you know, we talked a lot last week about why she ended up voting for Jamie. A lot it turned of fan out- fiction out there about Franny was really, this was like 4D chess that Franny was like <laughs> voted for Jamie because of all these other plans. Well, but it was inconceivable that like everyone would leave this person out who was ostensibly a big part of her alliance or, you know, and then maybe we, you know, uh, you know, maybe we also like gave her more credit as being, you know, more of a strategic driver. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that maybe not to be the case as much. But um, and now Danny is takes the lead in targeting her. Now, is this like good modern survivor where Franny's the biggest threat and it's smart to get her out? You know, there's only four votes left. Right. We always say you got to get out the potential endgame winners before they make it to the end. You don't have that many votes anymore. Um, maybe maybe strike now while she's got some vulnerability. Or is this just terrible game, gameplay? And you've been a big proponent of Danny is just throwing everything at the wall constantly. Yeah, I think it's bad gameplay uh, for me personally. You know, um, and, and I've been thinking about this like a, a little bit, you know, uh, as, you know, your friend of mine, James Jones, he was on with Bryce a couple of weeks ago on the Purple Pants podcast. And he was talking about how really, you know, Tony really had like the lions and the hyenas. And that was really like the best way to play it. And I really do feel like more and more if you are a threat, you know, traditionally thought of as a threat, like like a Danny, like uh, you, you got to keep the threats in the game. I, I think that the more Danny like uh, votes out the people that are the potential bigger threats, the more likely it is that he will be the next person to go home. And I think that you got to keep shields in front of you. And for Danny, I, I think that this was very foolish to he spent his idol on protecting her. Uh, two votes ago, yeah. and then led the charge to target her to, to to get her out of the game. And so now some of that was to take out Brandon, but it was also to protect his Soka ally. But, but he, I think he should have been trying to keep Brandon in the game, right? I think right, that, from what we'd seen. Mm-hmm. So and then to go after Franny, I really do feel like that a big part of the you know Franny has to go more so than her winning the uh, immunity the reward challenge and going uh, on the reward. I really feel like that the people she took on the reward for her, I think it was alarm bells, uh, certainly for Danny, but I think for Jam Jam and Carson too, when she selects all women for the reward challenge, I think that that sort of like a little bit set up a some uh, danger of like, uh oh, is this the women's alliance? Is this hit? Is this happening? Okay. Got it. We got it. We got to take out Franny now. It's so funny. I wrote about this years ago, just like the specter when I was writing for people, like the specter of the women's alliance, like the, the fear among men of a women's alliance mm-hmm. has driven 
so much more strategy than an actual women's alliance. Sure. Like the reaction to the potential of a women's alliance has created many more votes than the actual women's alliances have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really think that that was ultimately uh, the biggest factor there because um, that for even for uh, Jam Jam and Carson, uh, I feel like to go along with the idea to go, there, there were a lot of ideas on the table, uh, but to ultimately go with the idea to vote out Franny at the expense of even alienating Carolyn, like I feel like that they were really committed to that this is what they needed to do on this uh, on this vote. And it really, but it really did seem like Danny was driving it. And like you're saying, I mean, as a, a physical competitor himself, you know, to just like get rid of the bigger target. I mean, like, you know, Tony kept Spencer in the whole game just because Spencer was keeping the heat off him. Because as long as people were talking about Spencer, they weren't talking about Tony. And um, not only does it get rid of a bigger threat, but then it kind of like sets up the criterion of what a big threat is. It's saying the big threats are the people who could win the immunity challenges. And, and so Danny has to be considered in that. Now, Dalton, I haven't actually read his full recap yet, but in his headline, uh, always great to judge the article based on the headlines, has suggested that maybe Franny should not have won that reward challenge, that there's minimal upside to winning a reward and a lot of downside, not just in who you're taking on the reward, yeah. but even in just the very fact of winning. Do yeah. you think this was, I mean, it's just like, we, we talk a lot, you know, we talk certainly about this when she won um, the hero challenge that ended up with Matt getting uh, voted out. Do you think that this was a mistake for her to win this challenge? So I think it might've been maybe even more so than the, the last one. I, and I think that uh, I'm leaning towards doing some research and doing the deep dive on the burning question this week into, you know, winning the reward challenge, especially now that the uh, individual reward challenges, I feel like are so rare that I feel like that it's almost like a uh, twofold where the problems are that you raise your threat level as a right. challenge competitor. Really, I, I guess really threefold. Uh, then you ultimately alienate people by not taking them. Yeah. And then it seems like more often than not, Stephen, you take somebody on the reward and they're like, well... Like, oh, what do you think? Now I owe you something? Now you got to go. Uh, we saw it last season with Jesse and Noel, where J J Noel's like, oh, Jesse, I got to take him. He, it's family. Yeah, that's the guy I think of when I hear family. And then uh, Jesse got his letter, like, get that money, baby. He's like, you know what? Noel's got to go. So <laughs> it, it, it happens, uh, you know, and like going back through all the loved ones visits and, yeah. you know, it's, it's definitely a thing for whatever reason, like it pisses off the people that you don't take and the people that you do take uh, really feel like, well, now, like, uh, you know, I'm not going to act like I owe them something. Yeah. And it used to be, I mean, it used to be the conventional wisdom and I felt like very true, at least back in the day that the people you took on reward with you were likely to strategize with you. Like both because it was a little bit of an escape from the game and because of the relaxed atmosphere, because of like actually the thrill of eating, because just like the pure caloric, you know, boost from getting a little bit of sugar in your system. Suddenly everyone's like, you know, throwing names around and you're like coming up with, with new plans, but it really does not seem like those plans 
are going anywhere yeah. anymore. You know, the interesting thing though was <laughs> that for Carolyn, it did seem to really move the needle. And, and we didn't yeah. really get to see a lot of Carolyn and Franny's relationship prior to this. We saw when Carolyn uh, told her story about overcoming addiction and Franny said, you know, really seemed to admire Carolyn. Um, but we don't know if they had like a real relationship because of that. And it is like a, such an interesting question to me about knowing your audience in terms of like, okay, here's a person like Carolyn. I know if I give her her letter from home, she is like loyal to me until the end. And then there's other folks, you take them on the reward, you give them their letter, they're going to hold it against you. They're going to resent you of like, oh, okay, now you think you're better than me because you won. You the made thing. me you cry. Gave, you gave me the thing. You. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so like, what are you, my boss now? Okay. Yeah. I'm out. I'm pissed off at you. So <laughs> it's such a like interesting, you know, human dynamic, uh, yeah. part of the game. And I, I think that when we bring Carolyn into this, that I, I do feel like that, um, the Carolyn part of this is going to be so interesting moving forward. Well, let's talk about who Franny should have taken on reward then. You know, we're saying this was a bad choice. It raises this specter amongst, you know, the men, especially Danny, that there's the threat of a women's alliance. It, I, it alienates people who may have been sort of tenuous allies of hers. Um, Dan and also, like, not for nothing, you know, Jeremy played an idol on me and then he was then I won a reward like basically the next day. And he was like. I, and, and the first person I picked was Tasha. And he afterwards said to me, like, I was so mad. Like, if you didn't take me on the reward, I would have, like, not forgiven you for that. And, like, maybe Danny feels some of that. Like, I just saved this person yeah. with an idol. Like, and now she's not even going to take me on the reward. Like, F that, yeah. you're gone. I do feel like that he might have been a person, like, knowing the little bit that we know about him from the show. I kind of feel like that maybe, like, if he got his letter from his wife, like, I do feel like that he might seem like the kind of guy who it might, it might go a long way with him. Yeah. Well, so who would... um who and yes, he's like Mister. Like, let's compete. Let's all do challenges. Um, who do you think that Franny should have taken? On okay, that assuming that we're saying so she's going to win no matter what. I think that Carolyn was obviously a good choice in terms of yes. what she got out of it. Yes, um, and I think that Danny really would have been an interesting one. Um, and then in terms of like the rest of her relationships, I guess um, we don't really know what Franny wanted to do uh, in terms of like right. uh, strategy wise. seems like that she seemed on board for getting out Jamie. So I, I don't know if maybe she wants to, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe like a car, uh, a Carson or a jam jam. It seems like that jam jam was really upset about the, um, the, the letter, not getting it, maybe, maybe a jam jam, but I, I think Carson, that, oh, overall, ahead, I think she would have been better off to just to not win this one. Yeah. I mean, and Carson would be interesting because he does seem to be driving a lot of the strategy, but you know, if you take the like 22 year old kid who doesn't have, you know, you know, who's, who's doesn't have the same, it's not the same, right. You're like, leave, you can't like leave behind the person with, uh, the, you know, the, the older people with their, their, their children. Why not? And then, They're like, voting her out anyway. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I do think there's an optics thing, but I guess you're right. Like, it, ultimately, it doesn't really. Um, Although, in fairness, Heidi, that uh, I believe that she voted for Danny. 
Yeah. Well, which is very funny. I mean, she basically got caned, right? Like she was like, I don't really want to vote for Danny. Everyone. I mean, she didn't say that. She was like, yeah, I'll vote for Danny, whatever. But she was obviously, you know, Danny's best ally. Everyone's like, you got to vote for Danny tonight. Tonight we're doing Danny. <laughs> She's the only one who votes for Danny. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that she was probably part of the vote split. I, I thought that I, um, well, I know that the Carolyn and Franny side were talking about, OK, the split. I, I thought they wanted to split the votes potentially um, between. Um, what was Jamie it? Jamie and Danny. Jamie and Danny. Yeah, uh, if but Jamie then Carolyn and and, uh, and Franny voted for Heidi. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, uh, yeah, she ends up, yeah, I guess, being uh, on the on the wrong side of that. So, yeah, it's so funny because uh, Heidi ends up talking to Danny. Danny says to her, like, "Hey, we're voting for Franny tonight, and we've got the votes to do it without you." And Heidi yeah. is like appalled at this. Like, I can't believe you said that. And went back and told. It told Franny and Carolyn and they were like, yeah, right. Like he would, really, <laughs> yeah, exactly. he would never say that. They're like, that's, that's so unbelievable. He would never say that. And it was the second time tonight where we saw somebody telling the truth. Be like, yeah. Okay. Nice story. All right. It's yeah, so sure. Funny. Sure. What a, what a world survivors now where you literally cannot share the truth with people without pe- people, others like being like, there's no way that's true. But it, it was sort of, I mean, Carolyn sniff of it was kind of like, why would she be okay with her best ally saying that to her and then not, you know, insist on who those people are? Like, that's how I would feel like if my best ally came to me and said, hey, we're voting this way. Like, I can do it with or without you. I'm like, OK, like who who's voting that way? Give me the names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was just uh, wild that he even said that. I it was that, wild. I think Heidi was just taken aback. Yeah. And then and she did actually ask who and he did not say he 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 pushed back on it. Now, Mm -hmm. I want to talk about the Franny vote from the perspective of it it was kind of easy, I think, to figure out who it was. I mean, based off of the people that weren't at the reward, I mean, uh, to say, okay, well, we have the votes to take out Franny. Okay, so it's obviously not Franny, not her. (laughs) Yeah, there's only five other people. Right. Right. I mean, you got to assume it's Carson and Jam, but like, you know, that also is like is is, uh, um, you know, you know, probably is, is I is guess Jamie maybe on like Jamie. I mean, or she was. Warren. Yeah, she was. That's the thing. Like that's so that's what the, what the fun part of this episode is like. I think the whole time in all this talk, oh, I was splitting between Jamie and Danny. Oh, we're doing this other thing. I think everyone but Franny and uh, and I guess maybe Heidi, but like Franny and, and Carolyn and, and I guess Heidi, like they're, they all know they're all voting Franny. Like that's the plan. And mm-hmm. there's all these like other plans being like kind of bandied around. Um, but, but uh, she's the plan, <laughs> you know, like that's, so that's what's really happening the whole time. And cause like, I, I do like Carson, there was almost something like something in the way he was in his delivery is like, he's like, yeah, I'm on board. And then, but, but to Carson's credit, when he is in that conversation with Franny and they're talking like, after the challenge and they're talking about who to vote for, he's like, I think we should split the votes between Jamie and Danny. And I'm almost sure at, at that point that he's already planning to vote for Franny. But the idea of like arranging a vote split, I think is so smart for like the false plan, both because it invests people more in that fake plan. And then also because, um, 
you know, it, it screws up where people are voting. So if they, there isn't a counter vote, like it's all over, it's more, it's more all over the place. I thought that was very clever if my read on it is correct. Right, I want to talk about this from the perspective of Carson and Jam Jam. And I think it's so interesting that they ultimately left Carolyn out of this vote where Carolyn and Franny were sort of like alone on an island here uh, with each other. Now, we saw back in the pre-merge, uh, like how Carolyn reacted to not really being part of what Jam Jam was doing on the Sarah vote. And then they patched things up. But it really is so interesting to me that this basically happened again. And how to see how Carolyn will react to this, I think, is going to be very interesting at the final seven. Yeah, well, I mean, let's talk. I mean, do you think it's? I mean, so so for them to make this choice, they have to be somewhat unequivocal that Franny is the right call here. And you know, we've seen that Franny is really the only one throwing out their names, at least from what we've seen on TV. So, mm-hmm. I mean, do you think that Franny is the right choice here for Carson and Jam Jam, or is there somebody else who would be a better target? I just am curious to know what is their ultimate end game here because that they they just feel like okay well we'll get we'll get Carolyn back on board no problem but for right. Jam Jam I can't imagine how he would believe that after how things went earlier in the game and yeah. for for Carson you know we, I I really feel like that Carolyn is a player where if you cross her she does not forget it she is not going to be she's not a game bot she's not going to yeah. be somebody where it's like okay I understand why you didn't vote for me I, I think she's very much uh, a relationship based player and so for her where she was like okay I trust Jam Jam 93% but I trust Carson I forget what the numbers were 99% for Carson also to do this, she is going to be devastated. Well, but but part of the fact, you know, that it's both of them means that Carolyn has very few other options because Mm -hmm. where else is she going? You've got Danny and Heidi in the game. We know Carolyn hates Danny. And then there's Lauren and Jamie and like, you know, or, or, and so is there a world where Lauren and Jamie and Carolyn work together? Like maybe that's the threat for, but, but if I'm, if I'm jam jamming Carson, like, to me, getting out Franny, who is mm-hmm. maybe like a potential, um, you know, danger in terms of like bringing together groups, in terms of like being really smart, in terms of winning challenges, like Franny's the biggest threat left on the board. If I'm Carson and Jam Jam, like now, like who's who's there left to really challenge them? Uh, I don't know. I wonder if maybe like Carolyn ends up playing her idol at some point because that we're going to see where now it seems like that she is going to be at the bottom. I don't feel like that she is somebody who's going to necessarily like play ball. I don't see her like as a pragmatist in terms of like, okay, let me just get with the the right side of the numbers. Like I feel like that she is going to stand on principle. And I feel like especially knowing that she has like an idol in her back pocket, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we end up with a scenario scenario next week where all the votes are on Carolyn and she plays her idol. Yeah. I nobody mean, th- even her closest allies, like she doesn't have an idol. Um, yeah. And that would be such a great, a great moment. I mean, maybe like there, there is a world where Carolyn wins. I mean, I thought that, that Carolyn was always going to be the underestimated person at the end, but you know, you see today with Franny, you know, who respects her so much talking about how great she is going on to the jury you know, she's got to have some influence over Matt there and, and maybe Kane too. I mean, presumably the reason they didn't tell Franny about the Kane vote is that they were close, right? They didn't want it to, mm-hmm. to get back to Kane. Yeah. Um, so, 
you know, if Carolyn had a big flashy move, like, like a big idol cancellation, that would be, uh, that would really be something. It's really going to be a very interesting vote at the final seven now, because where, yes, you have like the three Tika who previously like were, I guess you could kind of look at them as like, they were, if not a united front that they were sort of, they were on the same page, even if they weren't always voting the same way. Now they're not voting the same way and they are not on the same page, but there's still three of them. Uh, and this is the last chance to outnumber them in terms of the other four. But you also kind of have three groups of two in Jam Jam and Carson and Danny and Heidi, although that may not, I guess that, that uh, they are strained too at this point. And then Jamie and Lauren uh, with Carolyn being the person who could go wherever she wants. Yeah. Well, I mean, to your point about them being a strain and too. Yes, getting- I know that, that, that uh, Heidi voted for Danny at this vote, but it doesn't mean necessarily that they can't get back together. I feel like, well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, that's a pretty big blow to like them as a duo. And so I do think that's like, you know, whoever got Heidi to, to, um, you know, to, to do that is, is pretty, uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty, um, it, that's, that's a pretty good move. Um, but yeah, I, it really is. It's very interesting. I, I just don't think that, yeah, I mean, she, you know what, again, like, what's she going to do? She's not going to like suddenly like switch up her, her allegiance and like spite vote out, you know, the people who she's been with the, the whole time. I don't think it'll be very interesting to see how she yeah. responds to this, because yeah. I think like in the past where Carolyn has like, you know, people don't believe her or don't want to do it. And she's like, I feel like that she's very quick to be like, I'm done. I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not working with you. Yeah, like, I feel yeah. like that she it'll be very interesting to see how she responds. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 you know, the jam, the last time it did take a much, a much longer time than we, than I certainly thought, I thought it was going to be a little bit of a tiff and then a reconciliation, but like with the, the Josh stuff, it was a real, um, it was a real blow. But it's so interesting to see where does Carolyn even want to go next? Because you feel like, okay, well maybe Heidi could be sort of like a natural ally, but that's who she was trying to vote out at this last vote. (laughs) So I I don't know necessarily if she's upset with Jam Jam and Carson. I mean, she just may have nowhere else to go. Yeah. Um, Rob, we've got to talk about all this fun stuff with Jamie because all of the content content around her fake idol, which we were very concerned was over last week. You know, <clears throat> you had been predicting a big fake idol blow up, you know, yep. for a number of weeks. And then we were very concerned that last week that had kind of gone out, you know, with a sad trombone and was no more. Now the fake idol comes roaring back. That was a great sad trombone. Um, not even there. And, and Jamie, euphorically it tells everybody that the fake guy that what she believed was the Mm -hmm. real idol is no longer in the game. Kane left with it. Nobody, nobody believes her. And she is off celebrating how great she feels to tell the truth while everybody else thinks it makes her more of a target. So many flagrantly lies. Yeah. Yeah. Where first nobody believes her, which is wild. And you would feel like that, like Lauren could have like, at least like, yeah, you know what? Like, just like, to be fair, yeah, uh, I I did see that. I that's why I gave her my extra vote. She cast the extra vote for me, so I kind of feel like that. Um, and I don't know if Lauren was like hesitant to or whatever. Like I don't want to get involved. Don't bring me down with your stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. So you feel like that Lauren would have had her back. I also felt like that when she's at tribal council, she's like, I gave my idol to Kane. Like I, I thought that like Kane was like completely stone faced. They um, must have told him in advance. I mean, they, there was one child, tribal council where they were like to us, like 
do not react, do not react, you know, to, to anything. Um, when, when I was on the jury, I think it's very possible that Kane was coached in advance. Like, Hey, like do not, you know, mm-hmm. no reaction. Like you are the jury. Your job is not to feed information back into the game. You know, I think it's, that's conceivable. I mean, it's also conceivable that, you know, Kane gave some reaction and that's not, you know, yeah. we didn't see it. We didn't but see it. <laughs> is him having no reaction even just like the confirmation to like, if like, if you were sitting on the jury right, and you did not go out with my idol and I right. was like, well, yep. Well, just so everybody knows last night, my idol went out with Steven had my idol. Steven had my idol. And so I don't have it anymore. Like you wouldn't be like, Oh, Oh, okay. Oh, okay. like, but, but like no, no reaction? reaction. Like, I don't know. Like if I'm there, I'm, if I'm, if I'm a player in that game, I'm looking over to that person for confirmation. Like, give me the thumbs up. And he's like, yeah, I, I'm but not thinking if like, I just made up a lie about you and you were on the jury. I, I feel like that you would have like some <laughs> like, like reaction to that. That's very complicated thinking though. If you're a player like, Oh, but wouldn't he have a negative reaction versus a positive reaction? Like, if my gut is already that he's um that she's lying, then I think this like no reaction somewhat confirms it for me. But hmm. obviously we know that's 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 not true. Yeah, I don't know how much they talk that through, but it was just really so interesting. Uh now for her to tell everybody I don't have an idol anymore, <laughs> is that the right call strategically? I, I mean, truly, like I, I joked on Twitter, the right call would have been for her to make a fake idol of her fake idol and play it, you know, tonight. Although mm-hmm. then nobody would. Well, she thought it was a real idol. So, yeah. you know, it's, she, just, she so, it's so interesting. It does. Is the idol offering more protection from people who don't want to put votes on her or right. who are is scared it tar- about it or, or is it attracting more votes for people like, oh, we yeah. got to put votes on her because she's got an idol. Well, now I think it's going to be, I mean, the fi- last three votes, I think it's going to be a lot of protection because who wants to vote out that person mm-hmm. when she's got it, she's got to use the idol in the next three votes. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, yeah. the hiccups all of a sudden. Okay. Steven, yeah. please try to hold it together. But I do feel like <laughs> that just the idea of there being any sort of like weirdness around the person and their advantages, like I do feel like that people don't want to get duped. And so if there's any sort of reason where it's like, ah, I don't want to look stupid on TV. She's this is a fake story. This is a lie. All right. We got to do something about this, especially when you're at seven and like, there's not like a lot of room to do vote splits. You know, you're, they're very close margins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you've got to, <laughs> I think you've got to um, do your best to find other targets. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else from this episode that you want to highlight before we get to some questions tonight? No, I mean, I mean, that was really the, um, you know, I thought Carson played a great, um, I mean, I guess, I guess fishy for, I mean, the, the fishy would be for Carson or, I mean, theoretically, Danny is the one who threw out, uh, Franny's name, but I don't think it was a good choice for Danny. So, mm-hmm. um, I would not give him the fishy. I think Carson played it really beautifully tonight. I think I'm going to give him the fishy. Is there anybody else you think I should be considering? For the fishy award, I mean, I guess it's got to be somebody from the side who ultimately takes out Franny. Franny, yeah, and it's not so. It's not Danny. That leaves Carson and Jam, Jam, and um, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I also want to say like Jamie. I mean, Lauren especially just seems like a, a, a game that we are not seeing enough of. You know, she was yeah. in that Heidi conversation. She the, the conversation. I mean, the conversation about. Heidi, um, where she threw out Heidi's name. She's the one who throws out Heidi's name. Um, ultimately she's on the right side of the votes. You know, she was the one who was, who pushed for Matt to go home 
which was probably a hugely decisive uh, move in the game, right? If Matt were still in the game, you know, this is a very different game right now. So I think Lauren's playing a great game. Unfortunately, we're not seeing a lot of it. Um, She had some nice personal story moments in the episode uh, tonight, but I do think that she is playing a better game uh, than we're giving her credit for in terms of- We just see very little of her. We see like, it's wild to me that I don't think she had like one, maybe like one at the start of the episode, but like, you know, she was right in the middle of all these conversations. She's at the reward where they're talking about voting- voting out Danny. Um, you know, she's in that conversation where they're talking about Heidi. She's on the right side of the vote for Franny. Like she's in every part of it, but we're not seeing her strategic thinking, but like incredible for her to just be constantly in the know on everything. I did think it was interesting that we went from, okay, the women were talking about voting out Danny at the reward. And then we saw, meanwhile, people were talking about voting out Franny. And then the weirdness happened with Heidi and it turned into, okay, well, let's vote out Heidi. Well, what happened to Danny? Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I think that's just like the way they, because the, the, the game is so fast, it's like whoever's in the last huddle is kind of like, uh, this is a new thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And even that's sort of how how Carson kind of rejected it, right? That's how Carolyn kind of pushed it. Like, okay, it's the six of us. And Carson's like, whoa, we're about to leave. We're about to walk out the door. You know, I don't want, I don't want, I mean, so I think that, you know, that's kind of just the way the game moves now. It's, you know, it's not like there's like a plan and then then there's people talking and they're like, here's a new plan. And they're like, great, let's go. Let's go make it happen. Um, and, and that's that's because you don't have a ton of time to strategically you know, weigh your options and get everyone on the same page. You're sort of forced to make these split decisions, split second decisions. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Let's take some uh, questions from the audience. But first, let me just uh, mention, uh, look at this lineup that we have coming up here for Toronto uh, next week. Of course, uh, as I mentioned, uh, we're sold out for Survivor, although uh, that we do have some tickets potentially opening up for our wait list, but I'm going to be joined by some of Toronto's greatest uh, and uh, specifically Canada's greatest reality stars in Marianne and Omer and Kevin Jacobs will all be with us for both nights in Toronto, plus another great panel of reality TV guests. You can be with us uh, for the uh, live show and after party to follow at robiswebsite.com slash Toronto. Hmm. All right, Stephen, let's go ahead and let's take some questions from the audience. And so I guess uh, let's take this question from Ryan Irwin, uh, who I met back at our Raleigh show a couple of weeks ago. Will this move be the downfall of the Three Stooges? Is this the last hurrah for the Three Stooges? I don't think so. I mean, I, I do think there's a lot of, I think it's going to be real fallout, but I, I ultimately, you know, I still think they're going to vote together on the, on the next one. Mm-hmm. Or maybe if not the next one, then the one after that, you know, I think, I think they're going to come back together. I think we're going to see them, you know, I, cause who else, who else is there? Like we've seen the show has been so completely centered around Carson jam jam and, um, and Carolyn, and then to a lesser extent, uh, Franny. Mm-hmm. I am just so curious to see how Carolyn reacts to finding out that Carson left her out of the vote. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, I think it's going to be just fascinating because uh, I don't know if she's going to take him back. Yeah. I think she will. I think she's going to be furious. But again, like what, what, you know, it's Carson, you know, they've been, they've what's been his excuse? Why would he, just because we thought you would tell Franny. She said that in her confessional of not in, tonight. She was like, I think that they're leaving me out of a vote because they're worried I'm going to tell Franny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Franny, I don't think I've seen this before. Uh, she was wearing Carolyn's belt, Stephen. And gave, did she give it? We never actually saw her give it back. Maybe we yeah. just saw her like jingle it. Mm-hmm. I think the implication was she gave it back, but uh, yeah. no, that was a lovely moment where she was, I mean, what a, what a, what a great person. What a, what a fun character, a great person for the show. Yeah. So many fun moments. You know, the, the romance with her and Matt was like an all time survivor storyline, you know, her being a total challenge beast, another like great story. Um, she you know, she her own, uh, without Matt, uh, whereas like, yeah. it was part of like, okay, the, there was the romance, but then she really like emerged as somebody who was just like a very dynamic, uh, player in the challenges. Yeah. And we didn't see that much of her strategy overall, but she seemed to be, you know, holding her own for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, you know, very present in all the, the key conversations, a lot of great relationships. It did seem like, I mean, really, like, things took a turn for her when Matt was voted out. And I think, like, if Matt's not voted out, it's a very different game. I mean, obviously, every single one ever vote. But, like, you know, maybe Kane's not voted out the next the next time. Yeah, but also a part of Matt getting voted out was her winning, like, the hero challenge. Well, right, which really everyone was like, out. she right. shouldn't have won. All right. Okay. All right. Um, how about this question from Paige? 
All right, Paige Burton wants to know, does Franny still go home if she does not win the reward challenge? Well, that's my question for you, Rob. What do you think? Um, I think she probably still does. Uh, I mean, who would have gone home if she didn't win it? I don't remember who was coming in second. Danny was right up there. I mean, if Danny wins it and he takes a couple of people with him or is everybody like, OK, this is the time we have to get Danny out. I mean, I guess it's possible, but I'll say I'll say she pro- I, I think it's more likely than not. She's still the person who goes home. Yeah, she didn't. I mean, without Matt, she didn't have that like major connection that, you know, maybe she sort of got a friend connection with Carolyn, but like, you know, everyone in the game has that like deep bond, right. Mm-hmm. Where with, with, like we were saying before, you know, like, the, like Heidi and Danny, they're, they're number ones, like Lauren and Jamie are tight. You know, the, the Tika three are tight and Franny just didn't have that person who, and I think that really put her at a strategic van- disadvantage because you get two sets of eyes and ears, you know, you got, you, you can be in two conversations at the same time. You know, you can, you can kind of like work both sides uh, if you've got two people. Um, and if you're only one person, it's much easier to bring your name up. It's much easier to get a plan together that targets you Steven, just logistically. We got a great question from Sophie Bridinsky and she wants to know any thoughts on Lauren's vote for Franny after she suggested Heidi, you know, watching the episode, uh, I was wondering like how much of like the conversations that are being had with Carolyn and with Franny are real and like how or how much are people just sort of like, okay, just spinning their wheels and ultimately just like uh, having a, you know, conversation just to patronize them that do you think that Lauren was ever considering voting for Heidi? No, that's what I was saying about Carson. I think it was all lies. You know, mm-hmm. I think the plan was always Franny. All the rest of it was just like, you know, wheel spinning, you know, keeping them them engaged, <laughs> essentially. I mean, of course, you're always, you know, wondering, you know, you, you always have the possibility of a switch. But but uh, um, yeah, I, I think I think it was always going to be Franny. OK, um, here is a question from Matt, Stephen. All right, Matt Rubenstein wants to know, when, if ever, would it be in Lauren's best interest to back up Jamie's story about the idol? Well, I was mentioning this earlier. Uh, Does it behoove Lauren to back up Jamie's story? Right. Because ostensibly, you know, the the text, right, of the conversation is that if, if Lauren backs up Jamie's story about the idol, then Jamie does not have an idol. And then she is more able to be voted out um you know maybe it like decreases her threat level abstractly but like then she's more of a target you know if people are choosing like which of the remaining ratu to vote out like yeah i think it makes a lot of sense for for lauren to back it up that's what you that's what you're saying right yeah yeah, i would think so also there were three votes ultimately uh that came in for who are they voting for uh last time was it was it uh heidi was that who it was? Uh, there was three for Heidi. Yeah. yeah Lauren, Jamie and the extra vote. Were so, for Heidi. Um, and then ultimately, and, and Kane was one of the votes for Danny. Kane was for Dan. Kane was the only Danny vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there were four votes that came from that side. I think that they could say uh, that the extra vote was played, but I guess they don't know who ultimately played the extra vote. Um, it's Lauren's extra vote, though. I think Lauren gets credit for that. It had if credit were deserved. Sure, but I, I'm just trying to think if there's any way for them to say that. But yeah, didn't you see that Jamie played the extra vote? But they would not have seen that. 
Oh, right, right, right. Just in terms of like the advantage swap. In terms of like, yeah, this is why we were doing knowledge is power. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of feel like that um, Lauren probably doesn't want there. Like, I think another reason uh, if there was an idol that they thought Lauren had an idol that they would maybe uh, put the votes on, on, I'm sorry, if they thought Jamie had an idol, maybe they'd put the votes on Lauren instead. So I think that that's another reason they would behoove her. It's fun. Did they tell, was Lauren in the conversations about it being a BS story or was that, I mean, you know, like they're all saying, saying to each other, that's such nonsense, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if Lauren was ever there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, <laughs> uh, Andy wants to know, do the remaining players consider Jamie a threat based on Kane's poker face? How do you think uh, they perceive that? What do you think, Rob? Um, I don't know. I they, I think they're going to ultimately believe it. Like, I think they're going to like, I'd be surprised if next week people are saying they still don't believe Jamie's story. I I, I think this, this hypothetical idol is going to haunt her all the way. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny and it's such an enduring, I mean, I do feel bad that like Jamie, I mean, a lot of people have no, have been, have been saying, you know, how, when was the last time we saw someone so relentlessly clowned in the way that Jamie is mm-hmm. where, you know, every single time the, the the story just makes such a point of showing her to be, you know, wrong. Like I've got my idol. I'm like, I've got this power. Or then it's like, everyone believes me and I'm so glad to be free of, of this, this burden. Um, but, and it's been a very funny kind of like thing that has run through the whole season almost now with Matt making or Matthew making the, the fake idol, like way back in the early days. But I do wonder, um, I mean, I think, I think it has to pay off in some way, right? It has to, because otherwise, yeah, I think it has to pay off now. I mean, when, when it went out last week, I was like, maybe things don't have to pay off always. Like maybe that's some of the joy of survivors that things happen and they don't pay off. But now mm-hmm. I really want it to pay off. In some <laughs> okay. We'll see. I mean, she's given some really impassioned uh, confessionals this season, especially like uh, this one about how talking about like, Oh, this was so great. Uh, I got to like, you know, be, speak my truth. And she was like laughing in the confessionals. I mean, she's yeah. had some really wild confessionals. Yeah, no, she's an extremely fun character. Okay. Steven, uh, Bobby Hall has a question. All right, Bobby Hall wants to know, when is the best time to leave an ally out of a vote? This is crazy. Like, what a great question. It's something that I did want to talk about coming into this episode or coming into this, you know, this know-it-alls where everyone is leaving their allies out of the votes. Franny was left out the last era week. of alliances is over, Steven. That's right. That's right. Um, you heard it here first. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy though. Like it's so alienating and it, it just, you know, it fosters so much distrust. I mean, maybe consider having an alliance if the problem that everybody's facing is their allies keep on turning on them or their, you know, trust. Yeah, is there anything to that? I mean, it sounds like a outlandish, uh, inflammatory quote, the era of alliances is over, but are, are you buying that? Honestly, it's sort of, I mean, you know, but the people who are doing the best are the ones who have the most consistent alliances, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, the people who are saying the era of alliances is over are the people who are losing, (laughs) you know, like the Tika three who have an alliance, they're doing great. They're the ones who are winning, but the people who are like, oh, it's anybody, you know, anybody every week, like they're getting picked off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I do think that there are alliances. I think that maybe the era of tribe alliances, you know, I, I think it's short lived. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, question from Deanna. All right, Deanna wants to know. Deanna Harper wants to know. 
Why were Carson and, and Jam Jam so anti-voting Danny? Well, do you think that this is like the Women's Alliance thing here? Because it is well, interesting. I, I think that that is part of it. And if you go back over these last couple of weeks, really, uh, since Jam Jam came back successfully from the tribe split, I mean, Carson and Jam Jam were in with Danny on the vote that took out Brandon, even though they voted uh, for right. Franny. They knew what was going on from Danny. Then they were voting with Danny on the last vote. So it's been right. three votes in a row that they have voted with Danny. So I think that there is something there. And then I do think that the specter of Franny selecting all women to go on the reward, I do think that somebody I think might have like uh, set off some alarm bells of like, hey, we gotta get we gotta get a, a woman out and maybe Franny on this vote because ultimately that there's only three men left in the game and there's five women and so it looks look uh, that the f four women are together on the reward challenge and so we could be next. Uh, they've seen Survivor 41 and 42 and watched women win both of those seasons and I think that maybe it's something that they might be trying to protect themselves from. Is this the new Meat Brigade? This could, I mean, that was ultimately Danny's plan once upon a time. Yeah, I think, you know, maybe that's the real, uh, you know, winner of this. Maybe that's the, maybe that's where the, the, the Meat Brigade's real storyline pays off. Is I mean, for Brigade. Jam Jam and Carson, I think that that's ultimately not a bad group for them because I think they feel like, okay, well, we're loyal to each other. Uh, Danny is feeling like for whatever reason, like, uh, that this is a, maybe he can beat those guys in the challenges, even though we saw Carson win individual immunity this time out. Um, no mention of the 3d printer tonight. Stephen. <laughs> this, I, yeah, I'm guessing this is not one of the ones he 3d, he 3d I think printed. It is. I think this you is do? Like a, a popular, he went puzzle. very fast through it. Yeah. I, I wonder if this was like a one where it was like, maybe something was a little bit different. Maybe the no mention because there was some negative reaction to to it last time with yeah, with the but these that, like, episodes are edited so far in advance. Yeah, I mean, they're still you know they're still they got time to tweak. Um, yeah, I don't know. Very fun. I mean, it would be interesting to find out because he really did fly through that puzzle. I'd be surprised if it was like. I just feel, I wonder if maybe like in for individual immunity, if people were rooting for Franny and then it's fine, you right. find out like, oh, Carson 3D printed this puzzle too. That, that's right. not fair. Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah. So I, I, I would bet almost anything that he did have this puzzle printed. Now you got to find out in the, in the exit interview. Okay. Um, yeah. Steven, anything else? No, this was good. This mm -hmm. was a good, yeah, I'm trying to think that's, that's, that's basically it. I mean, that question of, you know, people leaving allies out of votes, it is so interesting. I mean, cause it just like creates so much distrust, but I guess like, you know, it's, I mean, it would just like, it, it's so foreign from my understanding of how to play survivor, but like, maybe that's the way now where like, because alliances are more tenuous, it's, you're more of an acceptable thing to leave someone out of a vote and then kind of try to pick them up on the, on the return. Yeah. I think it's an interesting strategy, but I think it is a mistake to do that with Carolyn. I don't with Carolyn for like sure. But like, you know, when, with for today, for Danny to leave Franny out of the vote, you know, Franny's maybe someone who it's, it is okay to leave out of a vote, right? Because then she comes back and she's, she needs, um, well, I think he needed to leave Franny out of this vote. The Kane vote, though, he yeah, left her out of. Yes. Um, um, I do think that there is a very good chance that Danny and Heidi could get back on the same page. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see. Um, very interesting. A lot of a lot of times this this season with allies voting against each other, uh, allies being left out of a vote, and uh, it really does seem like uh, at least some of the players think the Arab alliance is over. What did you think about that discussion of greatness, Rob? The survivor greatness between Danny and Jeff with what made the survivor players great was that they were all great at challenges but managed to win anyway. Was that true of you? Of me being great yeah. at the challenge. Is that why you're yeah. one of the greats? I mean, Danny didn't mention me by name uh, mm. at the uh, I thought that was Skater Rob he was referring to. <laughs> yeah. So, I I don't know. Um, he said that, you know, the great players are great because they, uh, you know, did great in the challenges. Uh, you know, he obviously left Sandra out of that in terms of, like, uh, his metric for the great players. Uh, Sari as well. So I think that, you know, there are different, you know, ways to measure survivor players. Challenges yeah. is not the only. And honestly, thing Jeremy, out. not much of an individual immunity challenge competitor. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, not a lot. Yeah. Of wins. Also, especially in the new era, uh, winning a bunch of individual immunity challenges has not necessarily been yeah, not, not, not a great way to go. Success. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Steven, let me tell you about what else is going on here. Of course, uh, so much happening always in our Robbins Podcast patron community, where in addition to becoming a part of the greatest reality TV community in the world that changes people's lives, uh, you also get access to our patron podcast feed, which offers exclusive podcasts uh, like Survivor Academy, which I recorded last week with Beth Dixon talking about the lessons for future Survivor players uh, that they should be getting from uh, Survivor 44. And not to mention, we make it very easy for you to watch the international reality TV shows and much more. That's all waiting for you at robswebsitecom slash patron. Looking forward to getting together with a bunch of our patrons in Toronto mm. next week. And mm. then... Next, uh, of sure, over the weekend, be sure to check out everything going on in our Survivor podcast feed, robisawebsite.com slash Survivor feed for all of our Survivor coverage. Steven, nice. uh, Jury Duty uh, on Amazon Freebie, uh, really fun show, a uh, big hit for Freebie. Jenny Autumn and I covered the final half of the show this week on the Hit or Quit podcast. Uh, people seem to like they uh, really, really love the show. Got some nice feedback about our commentary about the uh, back half of the show. Did you know anything about this? And we talked a little bit about it. Last I, week, I, yeah. um, I loved the first episode and then sort of like, I kind of like the momentum kind of like uh, uh, stalled a little for episodes mm -hmm. two and three, but I'm very excited to pick it up. That cap is very fun. Yeah. I mean, uniform and universally, everybody is loving this show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of hype on jury duty. Okay. Uh, Franny now uh, part of the jury duty crew. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I get what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, Sasha Joseph and I are talking about Below Deck colon Sailing Yacht. We just talked about episode number four, of course. Uh, check that out in our Bravo podcast feed, which uh, has uh, updates every week from Below Deck colon Sailing Yacht. Uh, coming up later on tonight, we'll have a, a recap of uh, the of final, one of the final veto shows of the season coming up. I believe there's only five episodes left of Big Brother Canada and check out Taryn and the crew for the recap coming up later on in about 20 minutes here on robiswebsite.com. Uh, 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way. Uh, check out what Puya Zambakili had to say 
about that, I believe uh, Kirsten McInnes was on uh, with Puya this week to talk about everything happening over on 90 Day Fiance. And you can catch that in all of our podcasts when you subscribe. Rob is a website.com slash subscribe for links to everything we are doing over on our HAP. Steven, you had a big weekend. I did. I, w- I, I, I uh, got to moderate a, pan- a, a conversation with an author at um, Politics and Prose, which is a great bookstore near near me here in Washington, D.C. And there were some know-it-all viewers there at the event. And my wife overheard people saying that they had heard about it on the podcast and went, which mm-hmm. was amazing. I was so thrilled. And best of all, none of the questions had to do with Survivor. So that was really nice too. You had said, please, no Survivor (laughs) questions. Do not embarrass me in front of my book friends. I'm sure I looked so nervous. (laughs) Also, like we were on these very high stool. You know, when we're we're at the, you know, the live events, the know-it-alls, we're at the table. We're like spreading out. You Mm -hmm. got a little bit of space. You know, you can kind of of be comfortable. I had this like, you know, we had these stools. It was hunched up. I had like my notes here. It's very uncomfortable. But but, uh, it was very fun. I very felt very fortunate to do it. Very, very cool. Like the bookstore had standing room only. So, um, the book was uh, calling Ukraine by Johannes Lichtman. And it is a very good book. I would highly recommend it. Do you think you'll do more of these? I mean, yeah, it was fun. I'd like to, you know, if they want me, if anyone wants me, I'm there. You want want me to moderate your book event? I will come. I will just show up. I'm the Missy of, of, uh, Missy and Baylor of, uh, of, uh, book events. Okay. All right. So, uh, for anybody, any bookstore owners that are out there, uh, if you just go ahead and uh, if you're having some sort of like a book signing or anything like that, uh, just uh, give a holler to Stephen yeah. Fishback. I'll just show up. Yeah. Um, what about you, Rob? Anything big for you these and we'll days? we'll just show up. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> there it came. There it was. <laughs> I can't believe that wasn't on your soundboard. Just like, Took you know, at the, it's not one of the hotkeys. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's a cold key. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, just podcasting away. Uh, less than a week to go until uh, we get to Canada. Wow. So, mm. yeah, very very excited about uh, the upcoming trip. And I'm very excited about this Survivor season. I think that we've got a very fun season going on. Yeah, it has been very enjoyable. Who do you think, who's going to win? I Well, Carolyn was my winner pick coming to the season. But I, I do feel like that Carson is headed on the winning trajectory. But he's like too much. He's like the Jesse trajectory, right? Carson's not winning. Like mm-hmm. there's too much Carson being too strategic all the time. Like yeah. He's not, he's not going to win this thing. Okay. Oh, then I feel like uh jam jam is very much a contention, but we've also had yeah. like sort of like out of left field uh, winners for most of the new era is, I mean, we can't possibly be Lauren. She's gotten so little content. Um, but then like we certainly, I made that case about a lot of other people. So mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Lauren does Erica even, and Gabler. I bet Lauren is more extreme than Gabe than and then Erica in turn. I mean, certainly than Gabler, but even than Erica, uh, than in um, you know, how much she's gotten. Um, Gabler had like his like weekly confessional about, you know, he was just, you know, mm-hmm. hiding in plain sight. Um Jamie, probably not. Um I think probably not for Jamie. Yeah. I mean, it really looks like it's gotta be Carolyn, Jam Jam, Carson, or maybe like a I mean, there's a Danny. Uh, Danny's possible. Heidi. Heidi's possible. Mm-hmm. I think Jam Jam or Carolyn are the are the contenders here. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that anybody from Tika, I think, is very much uh, in contention. But I think that they are really going to have to go through it. Uh, it's not going to be a cakewalk for them. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right, Stephen. Next week, 
you and Evie, uh, I'm Finally. sure, are going to be holding it down. And yeah. then uh, I will be Full back Full tilt boogie. Full tilt boogie. I'll be back with you in uh, two weeks for episode number 12. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.